welcome to day 12 of season three of Shaped by the Word, the story of the prophets. Uh, we've been reading uh, from the prophet Amos, uh, Amos uh, along with, you know, Jonah and, and Hosea and Micah, Isaiah, some of the earliest of the, the writing prophets or the literary prophets. Uh, when you look at their work as literary, uh, masterpieces are beautiful. Uh, the poetry is nice. The images are nice. Uh, they're so well written and they beautifully come to us. But they're, they're more than that. If you look to them as uh, uh, for the starkness of their oracles, they're very sharp. They're very pointed. Uh, they're very alarming. They call a people who, for years, have been drifting away from God, when they're right on the precipice of falling off into a final repentance uh, by announcing God's judgment. And we've said the rhythm of the prophets, you know, is you know, very similar to this. Uh, as a people, you're far from the heart of God as you could possibly be. Repent. If you do not repent, judgment is imminent. But even beyond God's judgment, and Amos has surely given us a harsh picture of the impending judgment that will come on the nation of Israel. But beyond that, God has given you as a nation a hope. He will restore you. He will renew you. And so we catch that uh, today as we finish Amos in the last couple of verses. And we realize that this hope... Uh, will finally be given to us as his people through Christ. Christ is the one who restores and renews everything we've lost to the ravages of sin. Mm -hmm. So we begin with Amos chapter 9. Father, we thank you for our journey with Amos. We thank you uh, for his willingness to be used by you to deliver a very unpopular message in a time when it seemed like everything was just fine. And Father, may we be able to hear your word to us in us. May we not, as the nation of Israel did, become complacent. May we not simply go through the motions in our relationship with you. May we not and say with our lips, we trust you, while our confidence is really in, in a lot of the gifts that you've given us and the trappings you know, of life that surround us. Mm -hmm. uh, may we hear the word of the prophets and may we respond. Thank you for the hope you have given us in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amos chapter 9. I saw the Lord standing by the altar, and he said, Strike the tops of the pillars so the threshold shakes. Bring them down on the heads of all the people. Those who are left I will kill with the sword. Not one will get away. None will escape. Though they dig down to the depths below, from there my hand will take them. Though they climb up to the heavens above, from there I'll bring them down. Though they hide themselves on the top of Carmel, there I will hunt them down and seize them. Though they hide from my eyes at the bottom of the sea, there I will command the serpent to bite them. Though they are driven into exile by their enemies, there I will command the sword to slay them. I'll keep my eye on them for harm, not for good. The Lord Almighty, uh, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, He touches the earth and it melts, and all who live in it mourn. The whole land rises like the Nile and stinks like the river of Egypt. He builds his lofty place in the heavens and sets its foundation on earth. He calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land. The Lord is his name. Are you not Israelites? The same to me as Cushites, declares the Lord. Do not bring Israel up from Egypt, the Philistines from Kaftor, and the Armenians from Kerr. Surely the eyes of the sovereign Lord are on the sinful kingdom. I will destroy it from the face of the earth. Yet I will not totally destroy the descendants of Jacob, declares the Lord. For I will give the command, and I will shake the people of Israel among all the nations, as grain is shaken in a sieve, and not a pebble will reach the ground. All the sinners among my people will die by the sword, as those who say disaster will surely not overtake us or meet us. In that day, 
I'll restore David's fallen shelter, repair its broken walls and restore its ruins and rebuild it as it used to be so that they may possess the remnant of Eden and all the nations that bear my name, declares the Lord, who will do these things. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from the hills and I'll bring my people Israel back from exile. They'll rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They'll plant vineyards and drink their wine. They'll make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant Israel in their own land, never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. Hmm. Uh, wonderful images of restoration. Yeah, no sure. sooner are you doing the harvest than the plowman's already plowing, mm. and no sooner are you picking the grapes than the next harvest is already in line. The plenty and the prosperity of the Lord and you know in these images you know that are incredible images you hear almost an echo you know in this particular section of of David he said where can I go and hide from your spirit mm-hmm. you know if I gather wings of the dove and fly to the far horizon you are there if I go down into the depths of the ocean there you're there if I even hide myself in the grave I am not beyond your your sovereign grace but here it's a different story it's not he's pursuing them you know, as you would hope, my eye is on you for your good. My eye is on you for, for your judgment and to call you an account uh, for your breaking the covenant. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's another way to look at the prophets. They're executing God's case against God's people for their covenant unfaithfulness. Mm-hmm. And this is not just, you know, something that recent that's happened. This is over a period of hundreds of years of drifting away from God, God patiently calling them back, God giving them both prosperity and calamity, both in an attempt uh, to call them back to himself, and, and they will not hear. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's final judgment. But beyond the judgment, God said, I'm not done. Mm-hmm. Even though it comes down to the very end and there's very few left, my grace will still prevail. My promises will still be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And, and the grace you find in me will be the richness you were looking for all along. You know, I do realize that, just like you said, these are like hundreds of years that all this was building and and yet they had moved into such complacency so it wasn't like they kind of fell away and he immediately judged them they were living in in these years of you know of i don't know their materialism their wealth their complacency they're just falling away from the lord and yet judgment is coming i mean and that's something that i don't think about you know i don't you know, give I don't give sobering thoughts to each day. You know, I don't live in that in that realm. I, I think I live in the complacency, which is it's not a good thing. No, no, we're very easily caught up in it. And of course they've not just experienced prosperity. This this is the one season, you know, where they really are experiencing prosperity. Mm-hmm. There has been uh, they've had bitter rivals from Syria. So you hear these words, you know, about Edom, and you hear the words about, you know, Damascus and Aram. And so they've had bitter enemies, and they've been at war with each other, and yet they're, they're just kind of a time of peace and prosperity that's fallen on. And, and God in all of these things is calling them to himself. God is working in all of our circumstances uh, to reveal himself. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, because we are called, uh, we, we know he's also working in all of our circumstances you know, for our, you know, for our good. But in both calamity and in prosperity, uh, God is giving us grace. And that grace is to look away from our prosperity, to thank the one who has given it, uh, to look away from our calamity and realize that our mm-hmm. hope, you know, is in him. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's grace in judgment and there's grace in prosperity. Paul would say, 
do you despise God's kindness, which mm-hmm. is there to lead you to repentance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the answer, in, in the case of Israel, is how we we do despise yeah. Yeah. God's kindness, mm-hmm. and and we mm-hmm. use it for our advantage, and we use it to take advantage of those around us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet we see the heart of of God here, and especially as you alluded to at the start, how He He does speak to this day of of restoration, this day of of grace where things will be restored, repaired, and, and will be rebuilt. And you know, mm-hmm. for those of us that are hopefully seeking to, to follow Christ and to be faithful and to seek the Lord and to bring up those who, who are low and, and care for those in need, it can also seem so kind of hopeless and, and difficult at times. And yet, again, not just the hope of Israel's restoration, but we have the hope of, of, of the world being restored and rebuilt and, and remade and into the new heavens and new earth. And so, as you talked about, yeah, the prophets do speak to judgment and repentance, but also there is always that hope. And mm-hmm. I love how Amos ends with hope. And uh, interesting enough, this uh, you know, verse 11, chapter 9, uh, shows up in the New mm-hmm. Testament. Mm-hmm. And that day I'll restore David's fallen shelter repair its broken walls and restore its ruins and rebuild it as it used to be so that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations that bear my name declares the Lord who will do this thing. And that's that one little phrase there at the end, all the nations uh, that bear my name. And uh, James uses this in the council in Jerusalem in Acts Mm -hmm. chapter 15 when he says, you know, God has promised us all along that the restoring of David's tent will include not just Israel, mm-hmm. but all the nations, and so this is you know the hope you know for us mm-hmm. that's seen, and, and you like that rebuild you know the fallen shelter, mm-hmm. you know it's it's the idea of a tabernacle which is just a little you know kind of wooden booth, and, and of course you know David and Solomon in all their grandeur, mm-hmm. you know but wonderful palaces and wonderful you know uh, temples and wonderful walls and wonderful chariot cities, cities, and so the only thing that'll be left is a little shelter, but I'll mm-hmm. take the twigs. I'll put them back on together, and from that, bring a whole new level of grace and a whole new level of prosperity. Mm-hmm. And from you know, from the shambles uh, of everything you know that you have made yourself, I will yeah. bring you know the sense of hope. And, and it's beautiful, you know, beautiful description. Yeah, I do love how he says this is his work. It's not that you will rebuild. I love how he says I will restore, repair rebuild and he that's what he will do yeah. and um, you know we have you know we remember from the story last year where nehemiah and ezra come back and they rebuild walls and they rebuild the temple but the people who remembered its former glory mm-hmm. wept because it was still uh, not uh not the final fulfillment of god's promise mm-hmm. here, yeah. uh, which is awaiting us you know in christ and is fulfilled in, in so many different ways. So it's been fun reading with you this week uh, through mm-hmm. the prophets. Uh, we'll begin next week uh, with Hosea, another prophet from the same time to the same people. And then we'll turn uh, to Micah and Isaiah, who uh, are profiting, prophesying at the same time, but are prophesying to the nation of Judah. So we'll change our venue you know, just a little bit as we go into those. We've provided a psalm for you to read, you know, in our reading plan, you know, tomorrow just to, uh, for, you know, a change of pace and to continue into Old Testament literature. And, of course, we look forward to worshiping with you on Sunday uh, as we come together as God's people. Mm-hmm. David, do you mind closing out the week with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. 
Father, we do thank you for a, a week in your word. We thank you that though your word does come to us um, often um, in ways that are very convicting and ways that are revealed to us who, who we truly are and, and where our hearts truly lie, we, we thank you that your word also provides us with, with grace and mercy and, and hope. And so may we be a people who cling to the hope offered to us in Christ um, may we um, be faithful to him and to his mission as his people. May you do that deep work in us um, for your glory and our joy. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm.